Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast. Uh, we're going behind hey. the brand, uh, behind the brand today uh, with Martin's right. Martin's Popolis, who is the co-founder of SonaWorks, based in Riga in Latvia. Martin's, how are you doing? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are no, you doing? No, very well, thank you. It's uh, it's great to have you on the show. Um, obviously, there's a, there's a few things I'd like to discuss with you today. I want to talk about uh, the company history, mainly the products, um, how kind of you've been coping throughout the pandemic, that kind of thing. Uh, your solutions have really, really transformed sound monitoring, haven't they, mainly for headphones. Um, so, you know, it's a really interesting time to be talking about this stuff. Um, if I might start with just sort of asking you mainly about the company's history, you know, how was it, how was it founded? And, and could you talk us through some of kind of the, the core values of, uh, of SonaWorks? Sure. So uh, I think it's, I, I always keep forgetting because uh, time flies uh, faster than one uh, thinks, but uh, I think mm. it's now like uh, seven years since uh, SonarWorks was uh, founded. And if I get back to how the company started, I think the very start of SonarWorks happened when uh, entrepreneurs met with an innovator. So uh, me and uh, my other co-founder, uh, Helmut Bems, uh, we were we share a lot of uh, entrepreneurial history uh, okay. with previous companies that we have started. And uh, <clears throat> we were on a journey to uh, build our next uh, company. And we wanted to go for something uh, big and technology-based. And uh, looking for uh, what type of company could we build, we actually went through quite a bit of ideas, not all of them uh, audio-related. But then we came across somebody introduced us to an um, innovator who had uh, built a prototype for a speaker measurement and uh, calibration software tool. So both of, uh, yeah, all three of us actually share a passion for uh, audio and uh, share a passion for music. So that immediately kind of struck some chords sure, uh, sure. inside us. And uh, that was basically, I think, the start of the company because we said, hey, this is actually something very interesting we could do something with this technology and uh, that's how we started okay uh, if i go if i think about the values we've actually kind of uh, <clears throat> been trying uh, to define and uh, also kind of uh, lead the company through through values also now as we are growing uh, with our team and uh, one of the core values i think that has always been at the very uh, very very heart of sonarworks is uh, truthfulness mm -hmm. so we really like to talk and uh, try to see things as they are and kind of uh, we try to choose truthfulness over kind of uh, necessary over trying to always kind of say pleasant things um, kind of um, internally for example when sure. we do our product development or kind of all sorts of inter-team relationships we always try to I mean without kind of obviously without kind of trying to become uh, uh, needlessly harsh with each other but kind of uh, politely bringing up what the truth is, no matter sure. kind of what your rank is in the, in the company or kind of just bring up what you, yeah. what you think is right and kind of what's going on. That's uh, one of the leading values that we've always been uh, uh, driving by. And I think it actually also coincides nicely uh, with the product that we're building because it actually helps bringing out the truth in the sound and the truth in the, in the music kind of by removing some unwanted coloration in it. And uh, there are more values, but I think the other one that uh, deserves attention in this talk is probably ambition. Kind mm -hmm. of, we've always mm -hmm. wanted to kind of uh, build something uh, big that actually kind of uh, helps people globally, and uh, we've always kind of uh, 
uh, yeah, wanted to go for something uh, reasonably big rather than uh, small and cozy. So uh, <clears throat> that I think also has been uh, driving us uh, quite a bit uh, okay. on our choices and the vision of the behind the product. Sure. And you mentioned, um, you know, you're, you're building a, a product at the moment. Um, I just want to go back to uh, your kind of current um, most sort of widespread product reference for, uh, which, yep. uh, you know, it's, it's a studio monitor and headphone sort of calibration software. Um, it helps music creators, um, you know, translate their mix um, in kind of the most accurate way possible. Right. And it's, um, it's, yep. it's, it's really widely used. Um, how did that, how did that originally come about? How, how was that? What's the sort of inception of, of reference? And um, I'm curious to know a bit about kind of the development process and, and sort of from a user end user perspective, how, how powerful is that as a, as a, as a music making tool? All right. So uh, as I said, it uh, started when uh, this uh, entrepreneurial kind of drive and passion met with that um, first step in building a speaker measurement and uh, calibration technology that had some unique kind of angles about how to go about uh, speaker measurement. Uh, and then at that point when we met, I think the first milestone that we reached was we basically, uh, we spent some time thinking about what can we really do with this technology. And the kind of uh, fun fact is that actually none of the core team uh, members were actually kind of actively involved in the music creation scene, meaning kind of none of us as an ex-audio engineer or kind of uh, Mm. producer or something like that. Kind of uh, we love music and we play some instruments, but it's not that we are really uh, creators of music kind of in our history. But then so that kind of kept our minds uh, fairly open about what we could do with it. And we were thinking about different directions where this technology could go from like home home applications to live sound applications. Sure. And uh, we came to this uh, realization that actually that calibration technology could really be uh, most valuable for music creators. And that might be the kind of most reasonable place to start because we can deliver most value Mm -hmm. to music creators with this technology. So, but then we kind of, uh, I think kind of one of the also uh, cornerstones of our success was uh, funnily enough, the fact that we didn't come from the industry, so to speak. So that kind of uh, was very obvious to us that we are not from within the industry. So we can't necessarily assume that we can imagine what exactly the product should be. And Mm -hmm. obviously the technology and the product are two different things because the product is something that the user can actually use and put in within one's workflow conveniently while the technology is just a kind of technology behind the product. Sure. Sure. So we kind of knew that we don't understand, we don't know enough about the end user. So we doubled down on that. And I think in the first uh, kind of year of the company, we spent like, a lot of time in the studios. Like uh, I've spent now months living in uh, New York and uh, LA, just kind of observing how people in the studios work and kind of doing demos and listening into feedback from the users to kind of get beneath their skins in a good way and kind of understand uh, how to balance this revolutionary product in a way that we're bringing to the market. Because especially at the time when we started this uh, digital room tuning uh, or digital speaker calibration was not really uh, something widely accepted. It was still a very new thing. So it was kind of trying to understand how to balance this vision, which was quite revolutionary with uh, kind of merging it together with something that the users understand and something that actually works in their workflows and kind of putting it into experiences and terms that the users can actually understand because, and I think we eventually succeeded at that, but a very important 
aspect in that was uh, spending a lot of time empathizing with the end users and actually mm-hmm. really, really trying to figure out what is it that uh, could make their lives easier and how to frame the product and how to build the product so that it actually helps the end users rather than kind of uh, just takes more of their time away. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So a lot of R&D involved, obviously, to to really delve into to what the end user needs um, from from a piece of technology like this. And uh, was there was there any a, a particular point where you there was a sort of a breakthrough um, in the development process where you thought, OK, we've got it now. This is uh, this is what we're going to develop and this is what we're going to take forward into the into the market. Uh, yes, I think it was. It kind of coincided because we were kind of uh, digging from all the ends we were um, kind of we were working in the research that was uh, fine-tuning the technology itself Uh, we were researching the users and we were trying to build and develop the product and uh, we actually put together something that was called uh, reference uh, 2 and we started demoing it to the people but it was quite obvious that we haven't yet uh, cracked it so we already had put together this version that some people already started using and i think we even sold a few copies of that but it was kind of uh, yeah as we still were spending a lot of time directly engaging with the end users it was quite clear that that product is kind of not ready for the prime time yet mm-hmm. i think the actual turning point was when we met our uh head of design, our UX UI uh, guy in the team who kind of came with a very fresh and clean perspective on the user interface and kind of putting together those insights that we had learned from the market and the technology, we actually managed to craft this uh, drawing kind of. I remember that uh, we had this big uh, kind of decision point of uh, like uh, we brought this new designer on board and he... uh, uh, he kind of uh, came with the first drawings on what the product could look like and how we could organize the mm-hmm. user interface. And it was kind of then the big decision point of, hey, shall we? It was, I mean, we had already invested quite a bit of time into building that second version of the product. And there was a strong urge from everybody to say, hey, let's just go onto the market and push push on with this product. And then there were these new drawings. And it was kind of, hey, but this is like day and night difference. We kind of, uh, that new version is actually so much better than the old version. And sure, it sure. finally feels that we're onto something. So we made this kind of hard decision to postpone this uh, more active push into the market for a few more couple of months to redo the user interface. And, okay. uh, I okay. think that was ultimately the turning point because once we released a third version on the market, then uh, it uh, really took off very, very quickly. Okay. Okay, cool. And um, obviously, uh, it's been a bit bit of a strange time uh, throughout the coronavirus pandemic. I'm quite curious to know um, kind of how active you guys have been uh, throughout this period and, and, you know, on the production manufacturing side um, and and sort of generally speaking, how have you how have you coped with the uh, with the pandemic? And, you know, you you spoke about new products coming. Um, Is that something that's been in development throughout lockdown or was that something that's sort of um, been in the pipeline for for quite a while very good question uh, we are i mean we have to say that uh, kind of uh, we have been i think uh, quite lucky uh, in the sense that uh, sonarworks is based in uh, latvia in a northern european uh, country in riga where right? in, we, uh, yeah. in riga yes exactly sure. and uh, i think we are one of the among the top scoring countries in terms of how well we have been uh, doing uh, during the pandemic like we've had some uh, minor 
uh, minor mild lockdown in the first months, and now it's kind of um, quite uh, quite back to normal, except for international uh, travel. So I think in terms of lockdown, we have been fairly uh, fairly well as a team. Okay. And uh, I think also kind of uh, the type of the team that we are and the type of people working on, we really uh, caught on to this uh, work from home and work over distance uh, mode sure. surprisingly quickly. I was expecting that it will go a lot harder, but now I think it's kind of uh, everybody has become uh, more productive actually and uh, kind of the teamwork has in many ways uh, improved. So uh, that has Great been a stuff. positive yeah. surprise for us. And also if we talk about the music creator product, then uh, uh, Unfortunately, kind of all across the world, music creators have been also forced to uh, isolate at home more than they have been previously. Mm-hmm. So they have been forced out of some of the studios that they have been working with and suddenly forced to work from home. So I also have to be, uh, and I mean, if you have to work from home or some environment that you're not acoustically familiar with, then a product like ours is really, really super helpful uh, way to kind of uh, keep your mixes and uh, music productions in general kind of up to the quality level so i have to say also that the market has been uh, treating us uh, better than we expected when the pandemic hit so i yeah fingers crossed uh, i really hope that the world kind of uh, in general recovers sooner than later from this whole pandemic but as far as sonar goes we can't really uh, as far as yeah business of sonar goes we can't really complain about uh, this time too yeah. much and uh in terms of product development sure kind of we can't we we keep on working uh, basically 24 7 on building new products there is uh something new coming up towards the end of the year from the uh our reference product uh, line i can't yet kind of uh, go into the specifics of that but we're really intensively working to make that happen but i think in terms of product development the biggest uh, the biggest story that we are now working on and have been working since the beginning of the year is our push into the uh, broader music lover and music uh, listener market. Okay. Because ultimately, with the reference product, we have solved the sound coloration problem in the music creator space, which is uh, nice and it really helps many music creators across the globe to create tracks that translate better. But when we get to this term, translate, it still means that it sounds uh, different on all the devices out there, right? Because mm-hmm. all the headphones sound different, all the speakers sound different. So when you say, my song is translating well, you still mean that actually it's not sounding too shitty on any device, but it still sounds different on every sure. device. And probably on some of the devices, you might wish for it to sound better. So in a way, the problem is still there. We're just kind of helping you achieve this translation better. But our ultimate dream is to solve this problem of translation at its core. And to do that, we really see that we need to bring the listener part of the equation into the picture as well. And uh, a few years back, I mean, that has been sort of uh, part of our ambition since uh, the very start of the company. Uh, But uh, when we got to it a couple of years back, then our first assumption was that uh, we'll just bring the same calibrated studio sound so every listener out there build this kind of, hey, you can listen to the sound exactly as creators heard it in their studios. And we thought that that is actually going to be the answer and the case will be closed. But as we learned uh, <clears throat> by launching this product that we called uh, TrueFi, 
that actually not enough people liked on the listener side this uh, calibrated studio sound, which was uh, surprising because we didn't mm. really expect that result. Mm. But that uh, kind of uh, that made us uh, double down on the problem, and uh, we actually launched a very huge research into hey, so if you don't into the sound listeners about hey, if you don't like the studio sound, then what sound do you like? And uh, to make a long story short, we came up with the conclusion that uh, everybody's sound preferences are actually different. Everybody likes something else when it comes to, on the listener's side, when it comes to listening to music. Our preferences for sound are genuinely different and our hearing is different. So at the end of the day, the end listener actually prefers, different end listeners prefer different flavor to the sound. So from that insight, we have now built and launched this uh, sound ID, which is a sound personalization kind of technology and a product that uh, uses a mobile app to learn and smart algorithms to learn your individual sound preference and create a sound profile for you personally. And then merging this with our ability to calibrate every device to actually sound uh, neutral, we can promise the end listener to then, once we have found this perfectly personal sound, we can promise the end user to actually deliver this perfectly personalized sound on any sound device eventually that is sound id enabled so that is the kind of uh, biggest thing i think that we have been working on for the last uh, year or so and it's uh, very exciting as we've yeah we did the first launch of this product at ces last year okay and now behind the scenes we're working to actually integrate this technology into different um, consumer audio products and i think you'll see some products on the market before the end of the year but uh, kind of the interesting angle, I think, for this is that um, if we, we think that we have discovered on the consumer side what is the ultimate answer to the question of sound quality, sure. and uh, it's personalizing the sound for the end listener, and uh, our vision is that if we succeed to kind of bring it out to enough end consumers, then uh, kind of putting together this studio kind of sound calibration for music creators and personalization, starting from that same reference point for the listeners, we will actually have uh, killed the translation problem at its core. And eventually all the music listeners will be, well, music creators will be just able to... Uh, create music without worrying about translation and spend all their energy onto the creativity rather than the technical nuances of uh, getting the sound delivered. Yeah, that's really interesting. And and like you say, um, making it as accessible through an app as well, uh, making it that really kind of, um, you know, personalized experience for the, for the end user. That's, I think that's going to be key, isn't it? You know, like say, filling the gap, um, of, uh, of, of the problem of how, you know, translating your mixes over and it's, um, yeah, I think that sound, that's really exciting. And um, when can we expect that sort of later later this year, did you say it's going to be? So you can already kind of, you already have our first products on the market. So you can find right now in the mobile app stores, there is an app called Sound ID Creator, okay. which is a mobile app that you uh, that the user can use to find their own personal sound preference mm-hmm. and also take a hearing test and put it all together. And there is a small kind of uh, demo ability to be able within that app to actually experience what your sound ID profile sounds like. Then there is a uh, kind of system-wide application that you can run on your computer, like PC or Mac, uh, to actually, that's the first use case where user can uh, 
experienced his sound ID or her on a daily basis. Uh, <clears throat> there are still some tweaks we want to build to the product, but technically it's out. And then uh, kind of uh, in a few months, um, you could expect uh, more products like uh, headphones and some other sound devices that will have this sound ID enabled feature on the market uh, where the users will be able to kind of ex- enjoy this experience, the personalized sound. So you can already create your sound profile and test drive it on a uh, fixed kind of desktop computer uh, okay. or a laptop, but uh, kind of more products are coming out. Okay. Soon. Yeah. That's um, yeah. That's, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys are, are really kind of pushing forward. Um, you know, that there's a lot of progress going on behind the behind the products, uh, which is which is great uh, considering you know what's going on at the moment. You know, um, and there's a lot of passion there, obviously, uh, uh, within the team. Um, so, you know, what do, what do you think the future holds in terms? Obviously, we've spoken about the products. Um, in terms of where do you see uh, where do you see the company in the next year? Say, I would love us to have really established and uh, demonstrated this use case of how how the translation problem is uh, removed from the music creation process altogether when you can create music on the reference sound in the music uh, studio and then actually experience personalized sound across a range of different consumer products already on the market uh, as a listener and kind of being able to demonstrate that with the first, say, 10 products on the market mm-hmm. would, uh, yeah. I think, really be a nice achievement for the next year. Great stuff. Is there anything else that you particularly wanted to uh, to discuss? Um, I was, you know, I think it is, it's so interesting that, that, you know, the company kind of began with um, two guys, well, two, you know, three music lovers, one being, um, quite technical by the sounds of it. And, you know, the ideas yep. that, that came together, yep. <laughs> uh, as a result of that, you know, um, and you know, it's, it's, it's just, you, the company is quite young still, um, which mm-hmm. is, which is quite exciting. Um, you know, that bodes well for, um, for your future products and, and, um, for, for what's going to go on in the future. So, yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been really interesting to talk to you, and it's been fantastic to hear your thoughts um, on uh, you know how you've been getting on during during the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. Um, like I say, is there anything else you particularly wanted to to highlight or talk about? No, I don't think uh, I think we've covered quite a lot of uh, our vision yeah. and the products that we're yeah. building. If there is anything else you think your users might be might be interested in, then uh, I'm happy to share my thoughts. But generally, I think we've covered quite a lot of ground um, during these minutes. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, like I say, thanks again so much for your time. Um, it's been really great. It's been behind the oh. brand, behind the brand with Headliner Radio. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Martins. Uh, we'll um, we'll speak soon. All right. Thanks for having me and uh, all the best of uh, luck to you and your uh, listeners. And uh, yeah, speak to you soon. All the best, Martins. Take care. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.